save your currency in real money, real physical things. You make the decision of what that means to you, but then you just have enough currency to pay your bills. I'm not saying I don't have any dollars because I do and dollars serve a purpose, but you don't need the vast majority of your wealth stored in dollars. So when, if your idea of holding a, a 401k or your IRA full of stuff with dollars is going to be worth the same in the future as it is today, that's where I would say that you're probably going to have a problem and you need to understand that. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design a life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's going to help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. Hi there, and welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. Today, I want to talk about a couple of different subjects that I think will be valuable in terms of how you think of and look at money. Uh, I want to talk about what money really is and the differences between uh, real money versus what we currently use and what we call money in the real world today, which is actually a currency. I wanted to give you an example of uh, what the difference is and uh, really what you can do about it. So it's going to be information that once you understand this, once you become aware of uh, what money really is and where you can actually store your wealth, because wealth is stored in real things, real money, real tangible assets, not in currency. Most people, from my experiences with the conversations that I've had, look to try to get a pile of currency, pile of dollars, thinking that those dollars are money. And that is, in my opinion, not necessarily correct. Currency, the dollars that we have in our accounts, and I have dollars as well, are used to trade. We use those dollars to trade for products and services in the marketplace. Now, knowing the difference, it can be beneficial for you going forward. So when I discovered this, it really shifted uh, the way I thought about uh, money, the way I thought about currency, and knowing the difference, uh, which then allowed me to take different action in terms of where, where I look to try to gain wealth, right? So you make money, currency, you make currency with, through products and services, whether you're trading your time for dollars at a job, or if you're an entrepreneur and you have a business, you're trading your, uh, your services for dollars. But then once you get those dollars, what do you do with them? And then that is what I want to talk about today. So real money, uh, as I mentioned, are, is physical things. It can be in physical real estate. It can be in land. It can be in commodities, oil. Uh, it can be in maybe you're a farmer and you have cattle. Physical things store value and can be used as money. So what happens typically is that you will take that store of value and you will convert it into currency, which then is distributed to other people. 
So then when that person gets their currency, they can then choose what to do with it, whether to keep it in, in its form of a currency or turn it back into wealth, into a physical product or a physical thing. Uh, it can be gold. It can be silver. Uh, and today we're going to talk about silver, as a matter of fact, to give you a little bit of an example of how the dollars, the currency that you currently are more than likely storing through your uh, retirement accounts, through your bank accounts, and the reason why it continues to lose value, purchasing power. That's a term that I want to uh, make you aware of. So your dollars are losing purchasing power. And the reason why is because the currency is being created at such a rapid rate, faster than it's ever been created. So supply and demand, as there becomes more of something, the value of that thing goes down. That's pretty basic. So if you can just realize that the dollars in circulation, that number is continuing to escalate rapidly. The physical things in the world are stagnant or they're being produced very slowly. So it's not that, let's call it, uh, let's just use silver, for example. It's not that, that we are not producing more silver in the world. It's that it's at a more relative consistent pace. So the silver doesn't change. It's the value of the currency being traded for that physical thing is what makes the difference. Because as the number of units of silver increases steadily with the amount of currency units being created at such a rapid rate, it takes more of those currency units to buy that single piece or single ounce of silver. And that's an example. Same thing with real estate. It's not that the real estate changes. As a matter of fact, the property is probably decreasing in value based on its use, right? Everything has a use value. So it technically should be coming down in value, but in actuality, it keeps increasing in dollar value because of the amount of currency it takes to buy these physical products. And as the supply becomes more scarce, as it has been in the last few years, because of the things that have been going on, the prices continue to rise, which increases the number on another term that we have uh, have talked about or will talk about is, is the inflation rate. That's what inflation is. So it's the value of your dollars, currency, decreasing. So I just want to give you a little bit of an example of, and we're going to use a quarter. So two, two periods of time that were important in the terms of our current dollar and the way we know it as of today. I'm currently almost 49 years old. So I was born in 1974. So my entire life has been in the current financial system as we know it today. If you are paying attention at all, you will realize that things are changing quickly and rapidly to the point where I'm not exactly sure where we will be in the next few years, but I would assume that the way we think of currency dollars today is going to be different in the future. So there are two times in the past that were very similar uh, in our current uh, history of our country as far as our, our money and currency is involved. And that was back, the first date was back in 1964 when the government took silver out of our coinage. So back 64 and earlier, 1964 and earlier, the coinage, the quarters, dimes, half dollars, had a certain amount of silver, approximately 90% silver in the coinage, because that is considered to be money. 
It's a physical asset. And in 1964, they decided to remove the coinage, or excuse me, remove the silver from our coinage moving forward. So from 65 to the present, our current quarter might look the same, but it's not. It, it, it's not. It's made of a whole bunch of other elements that are much less valuable than the silver is today. And I'll give you a, a number example of, of how you can really keep track of that, even yourself. And another important date was in August of 1971. You may or may not be familiar with this, but uh, President Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard, which meant that our dollars at that moment were not backed by physical gold. Back then, it was, I believe, $33 per ounce was, was the peg. I could be off there, so I apologize for not having that exact number. But the idea was, was that for every dollar or for every $33, there was an ounce of gold backing that currency, which kept it stable which it kept it consistent because that's the idea is you don't need or want fluctuations in the value of your currency because it creates the drama and the chaos that's going on in our world today and that we've been seeing for quite some time. There's these busts, these, these bubbles and these busts uh, are all because of our currency not being stable and the amount of debt that has been able to be racked up ever since the dollar has been taking but has been taken off of the gold standard. So Nixon taking this off of the gold standard in 1971 meant that every currency in the world became fiat. And fiat means by government decree. So the government is basically determining the value of the currency. And so what happens is that the currencies are all basically matched up against each other and they float. So their values float against each other versus being pegged or taken to or with a physical thing, which has created the chaos as far as the fluctuations of prices. You've got big busts, you've got big bubbles and everything in between. With that then became the ability for, for banks and institutions to extend massive amounts of credit, which then exacerbates the uncertainty and the stabilization of the dollar in its current form. Hence the reason why we have big booms and big busts. Those are discussions for another day. Those are things that I would encourage you if you want to learn more about the current financial system and the, and the currency and things of that sort, do some research. There are a lot of, of great things out there. If, if, if you're interested in, in learning more, uh, you can reach out to me and I'd be more than happy to share some of the resources that I have. And I'll even try to come up with some and we'll attach some here in the show notes as well. But I just for today, I just want you to understand that the currency, and you just have to make the difference between the two, between currency and real money. And if you can get that awareness of the difference. So here is how, is an example, a quick example of how much the currency has lost value. The dollars have lost purchasing power since 1964. So back then, and this is an example that you can hear other people talk about as well, but this is just a great example. And I actually did the math right before I hit record here to make sure that it's still legit. And sure enough, it really is. But back in 1964, a quarter that had 90% silver, which equates to 0.18084 ounces of silver in a quarter 
would buy you a gallon of gas back in 1964. So for one quarter would equal a gallon of gas because once again, it's your trading physical things for physical things. So the quarter is the means of trade for that gallon of gas. Fast forward to today, that same quarter in 1964 has a value of silver still inside of it, obviously because it was produced with silver at that point one eight zero eight four. And today's price of silver, and I know this fluctuates on a daily basis, but today's price of silver is approximately $22 an ounce. So doing some quick math, that equates to $3.97 per gallon, which is pretty darn close to what I'm seeing out there. I'm here in the Midwest. I'm in Indiana. So prices, once again, all over the country are very different and even all over the world. But I'm using the U.S. as an example at this point. So I believe I was out yesterday and I saw that our price of gas per gallon is right around $3.60 per gallon. So I get it. It might be off by a little bit, but the point is still the same, is that that quarter, if people realize that in 1964, so if, if someone would walk into a gas station with the 1964 or previous quarter, and the owner of that establishment realized the amount of silver that was in that quarter would then understand that that quarter would buy a gallon of gas. It's not just worth 25 cents. Let that sink in for a little bit. Think about that for a little while and understand that our currency, our purchasing power is being eroded away by the central banks, by the banking system, by the, the way that things are being done. It's being created into oblivion, our currency, our current currency, the dollar system, which is creating a lot of chaos, which is the reason why you might be struggling with trying to keep up. Because as the dollar keeps losing value, you can't make it up if you're working for a wage that only increases by a very small percentage. So you're literally falling behind yearly. You're literally falling behind daily. Now you apply bad debt, uh, Debt that is costing you more money, and that exacerbates the problem, and you're falling further behind and further behind. So the idea then is to understand that, number one, understand the difference, save your currency in real money, real physical things. You make the decision of what that means to you, but then you just have enough currency to pay your bills. I'm not saying I don't have any dollars because I do, and dollars serve a purpose but you don't need the vast majority of your wealth stored in dollars. So when if your idea of holding a, a 401k or your IRA full of stuff with dollars is going to be worth the same in the future as it is today, that's where I would say that you're probably going to have a problem and you need to understand that. So then the question then becomes, okay, so then what do I begin to do? That's where you need to understand the financial education. That's where you need to learn the difference between an asset and a liability, good debt versus bad debt, what's real money versus what is currency. These are the topics that we'll be talking about here on the podcast. So hopefully that serves you today. Hopefully you find value in that discussion. The key thing, once again, understanding the difference between a currency and what real money is. And hopefully that example with the quarter from 1964 compared to a gallon of gas. Hopefully that makes sense to you. So if it did, if you think that that was valuable and you think somebody else would love and learn more about that as well, please share this podcast. Please share this episode. 
This information needs to become mainstream. People need to understand what's happening and why they keep falling behind. It's not necessarily because of them. They could be taking different, smaller actions, doing different things based on a new reality, based on information and awareness that I'm hoping to bring to you through this, uh, through this episode and through future episodes as well. So go out there, make it a fantastic day. And I look forward to bringing you more content in the future. And until then, we'll talk soon. Bye now. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor Jim Roden shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.